Want to talk a little bit, and, and we're going to bring somebody you know well in on this in a moment, about, um, I guess, broadly speaking, the gig economy and the fact that there are so many people who have been defined, I don't know that they would self-define, but who have been defined as independent contractors, and whether or not, as independent contractors, in a growing segment of the economy, um, they can be defined in a different way that affords them some of the protections that people under a corporate umbrella might get uh, or in more mainstream companies. And there's a story out there uh, in particular right now about a bike courier or bike couriers in general and whether or not they could be unionized. There is a, uh, a drive by, of all unions, the Canadian Union of Postal Workers. I mean, when you think of it, courier, postal, there's a, there's a loose connection there. So I can understand it. But one of the things that unions do is they look to expand their base of operations because on a very real level, unions are a business in and of themselves. So Cup W wants to take these um, bike couriers and bring them in under the umbrella so that they have access to whether it's WSIB or some other kinds of insurance that independent contractors don't have. And the same thing, I guess, would apply to people, for example, who drive for Lyft or Uber. So this is a story of a bike courier named Hunter Sanassian who... uh, works basically delivering for Foodora. You know Foodora, you order food, the bike courier brings the food, and there's a stipend that you have to pay that goes over and above the food cost because the courier has to get paid. Simple. Um, Uber Eats does the same thing. So what happens to couriers in a place like Toronto? They go speeding down the street because couriers have these life... Um, very lightweight bikes and they speed as fast as they can to deliver that food because the more they deliver the more money they make and somebody opens a door whap and splat and blood and broken bones it's true so i'm not saying feel sorry for them i'm saying uh, although i do i'm saying that uh it's fraught with all kinds of problems what do you do if that happens well if you're if you're alive and well and capable of taking care of yourself You limp back into wherever you call home and you bandage yourself and that's all you're going to get and nobody's going to pay for it. So on the the telephone to help me with this and to help me understand it is someone, as I say, who you know well, Lior Samfiru, who was the employment lawyer. And good morning, Lior. Good morning, Peter. Great to be with you. Great to have you. Now, you've heard my, my little setup and I think you know the story. I guess the broad question is, could people in these categories, let's deal specifically with the bike careers, could they be unionized? There's no question that they can be unionized. In fact, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. The interesting thing is to become unionized, and not many people know this, you don't even necessarily have to show that these individuals are employees. There's an, there's an in-between category between employees and independent contractors. That category is called the dependent contractor. And even those individuals, because of their close proximity to employees, can be unionized. And there's no question, Peter, that these couriers, as, lo- as well as many other couriers that, uh, that operate throughout the city, throughout the province, uh, will qualify to be unionized if they so choose. And that will give them, you know, think what you will about unions, it will give them uh, an entire new uh, host of rights that they currently don't have. 
And I think viewed objectively, that has to be a positive thing. So it's a reasonable uh, approximation of what they do to use that term that you just threw out there, which I've never heard before, dependent contractors. And and I'm, I'm saying, I'm asserting myself when I'm saying it sounds reasonable. Why? Because if your job is being a bike courier who exclusively or almost exclusively delivers for Fudora, or if you're a driver who exclusively uh, does Uber work or Lyft work, you basically don't have employment uh, if you can't depend on Fudora to give you the orders to deliver or um, Uber to assign you to something that you accept as a job for picking me up at, uh, I don't know, the uh, Royal York Hotel. Right, and, and the Ubers of the world, the, the Fudoras of the world, control every aspect of this individual's work while they're on the clock, where they go, how much they get paid, even the routes that they have to take in many cases. Uber uh, does that, uh, and, and they're responsible for ensuring the individual ultimately gets paid, etc. That level of control, Peter, is what makes them employees or perhaps that other category I just told you, a dependent contractor. To say that these individuals are in business for themselves which is really what an independent contractor is, is completely ignoring the reality staring us in the face. No, it's not. They're employees. They have a job. And it's not as easy for a company to say, well, it's better for us to, to have them an independent, as an independent contractor. Let's have them sign a paper saying they're an independent contractor. That doesn't somehow magically make them independent contractor. You know, independent contractor, Peter, is the plumber that you call into your house because you have a leak, and that plumber comes into your house and fixes that leak. It goes on to his next job. He's not your employee just because he was working for you, doing a job for you. He's in business for himself. Well, if we keep that in mind and we compare these, these couriers, these bike messengers, uh, to, to the plumber, are they really a plumber or are they really something more akin to uh, a regular employee? I would suggest that they are employees which, by the way, if they are, Peter, that means they have other rights beyond just the right to unionize, the, the right to ensure that they get no less than minimum wage and vacation pay, holiday pay, potentially certain leave of, uh, of absence that they can get. Uh, and I think that this gig economy is going to have to adjust to this reality that our employment laws are still going to apply to them. I was going to say, Lior, the gig economy is not only not going away, it's growing by leaps and bounds because of all of the apps that uh, have become its enabler. CUPW, the Canadian Union of Postal Workers, which is seeking to to do this work and get the couriers uh, unionized, is estimating that there are about 550 Fudora couriers in Ontario, uh, but to organize them, the union has to convince the uh, Labour Board of Ontario that they are employees of the food delivery app. Uh, and, and if that's successful, the ruling winds up setting a significant precedent. But I'm, I'm kind of inferring from your tone and what you've just elaborated on that this is, this is whether it's coming down the pike next week or it's going to take a year or two, it's coming. It is absolutely coming. And it's not a new thing with Fedora. These issues have been dealt with uh, and are being dealt with in this province and, frankly, across the world. Uh, Uber has had to deal with this uh, in Europe, in the U.S. They're currently dealing with this here in Ontario. I'm actually involved in a class action uh, with Uber on the basis that their employees or their drivers really are employees. This is coming, and it is so much cheaper. I, I can't even describe how much cheaper it is for an Uber, a Fudora, to have, quote-unquote, independent contractors. Not only is it cheaper, it gives them 
the ability to, to essentially do whatever they want uh, w without having to put the practices in place that an employer has to. And I understand that, but that still gets around our employment laws. Now, so well, let me just interrupt there because I think yeah. you made a really valid point. Uh, essentially, what you're saying is that well, I'm not particularly trying to tar and feather Foodora or Uber or anybody, but any of these companies that are app dependent uh, and that employ these so-called so-called independent contractors have, in essence, used that uh, that kind of uh, technology change of the gig economy to create a large profit margin that was not available to to bricks and mortar companies before this and so for them it's a positive for the people on the receiving end it's not independent contractor it's i can work when i want to uh and i i really have no rights whatsoever that's exactly right and if we think about it just because you can essentially tell your employer when you're available and when you're not does not really change the nature of the relationship many entry-level positions are like that, where you, you essentially outline I'm available on these dates and you work on those dates. It doesn't change the fact that while you're working, do, during those hours, whether it's an hour a week or 40 hours a week, you are being controlled by the company, by the employer. So the basic principle, the basic laws apply in the same way. Now, I, I can see how these, uh, these uh, new companies, these technology companies can say, you know, we're, we're a, a different than XYZ manufacturing. I get that. And our laws may have to adjust. They may have to provide some additional flexibility uh, to these companies. But as the laws currently stand, there really is no real uh, way, uh, no real way to distinguish between these drivers, these couriers, these messengers, and your average employee punching in, punching out nine to five, Monday to Friday. And I think they're going to have to adjust in the meantime, these companies to ensure that they have practices, payroll practices, and, and, and they have uh, people that can supervise employees and record keeping. An employer has to keep records. All these things that these companies are currently not doing, they're going to have to adjust if they want to continue to operate within our current laws. Okay, Lior, I've got to cut you off there because we're out of time and you know enough about radio to understand that. You have been very helpful and you've shone a, a light on something that I think uh, we're going to hear a lot about in the coming weeks and months. Thanks, Peter. Always a pleasure. All right. Lior Samfiru, the employment lawyer, joining us to talk about uh, the gig economy and what happens to these people who we call independent contractors, but maybe they're not so independent after all.